Welcome to another episode of Retro Vaniacs. As always, I'm Jeremy Parmentier here with Billy Holiday. Hello. And Jeremy Gregory. <laughs> hey, guys. And uh, in this episode, we're going to look at a Sega Genesis classic uh, that I've never actually played before, Vector Man. But before we get into that, Jeremy, what have you been playing since last episode? Well, I've got a, a grand announcement to make uh, for the first time in my entire life uh, ever. I beat a Zelda game. Hey now, look at this. I, 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 I'm I know, still right? blown away that this is the first one you finished. Oh, I know, and, and me too, and I'm sure the rest of the audience has immediately just unsubscribed from this podcast after learning that I have uh, literally only ever beat this Zelda game. Uh, it's, 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 uh, it's just crazy to think that. This and is, I think this... I've mentioned on here before, the first one, the very first Zelda for the NES, I was in the last dungeon. Mm-hmm. And my uh, my cousin came over and actually over, overwrote my my save file back when I was in school and and I and since then it has just been Zelda after Zelda of just not actually finishing it. But that has changed with Breath of the Wild. I finished it and I'm actually still playing it. Uh, I I'm absolutely just in love with that game. I as as far as what I expected, it was just going to be another Zelda for me where I play about. Halfway through the game, just kind of be like, well, this is Zelda. You know, it's just going to keep being this for the end of the game. Um, but I, 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 it kept my attention all the way through. Um, it, it, there's just so many amazing things about that game that I absolutely love. And just, I can't pull myself away from it even after I've beaten it. I just want to explore every inch of that world because it's such a, a just an awesome world that they've created there there's so many little things here and there things that don't necessarily lead to anything that's beneficial but just things that that just little neat things that makes it worthwhile to explore that entire map and uh there's there's very very few parts in in that whole map very few empty parts where you're just like you know well I, i'm just kind of bored i don't really want to see what's over that next ridge you always want to see what's over that next ridge because there's usually something kind of neat to see and that's uh that's really been keeping my attention so i have beat breath of the wild i'm going to stick around for all the dlc that they do especially like the the extended story dlc that they do uh later on in the year super interested in that uh, but i i can't speak highly enough of breath of the wild well you also have nothing else to play on your switch so you're gonna definitely get some time with Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I mean, I have been, I guess I should mention Mario Kart. Uh, of, of course, Mario Kart just came out last week. Um, it, it's the, obviously, it's the same Mario Kart that came out on the Wii U uh, a year or two ago. And uh, it's uh, it's still that game, and it's still just as good. I think Billy also got it. Uh, it's it's like uh, coming back to an old friend. Uh, we, we had several Mario Kart uh, eight nights back uh, back when it was out on the Wii U. And 
you know, it was just kind of one of those things that not too many people owned the system. Um, so it was just, you know, you kind of felt bad for it. Yeah. But the Switch is doing really well. And, you know, with Mario Kart 8 coming out, everyone's getting on board with it. It's super fun to play online or off. Uh, if you got friends around, you can even, you know, if you want to use the the Switch itself to play uh, split screen with the, the two Joy-Cons with another person, it's totally doable. You can totally do that. It's not ideal, but you can totally do that. And I think that's, uh, that's one of the best things uh, about the Switch. And, you know, Mario Kart 8 is perfect for it. Now, the online, is the, the Switch online service better than the Wii U online service as far as uh, making games playable? I mean, this it looks exactly the same right now. Um, you know, how we, uh, if you've ever played Mario Kart 8 online before, uh, it, it does add a couple little things uh, that's that's kind of like you can pick your, uh, you can pick a different cart in between races or something like that. But as far as actually like the functionality like if you're expecting to come over to the Switch and and have some amazing like uh, PSN features or Xbox Live like parties and stuff like that, that just doesn't exist right now. Uh, maybe in the future, you know, they are going to charge for this, but at, at this point, if this is what they're going to charge for, um, <laughs> I, I don't know if I would actually pay for it. I mean, this is just it's the exact same thing as what you got with uh, Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U. I'd say the same thing, but I said the same thing about you know, online for Xbox or PS4, and yet I'm paying for that. So what do I know? Uh, all I've played, a lot of Persona 5, a whole ton of Persona 5. Uh, I don't want to talk about it because it's basically the best game ever. Uh, but <laughs> the, uh, I mean, but it's not going to, you know, if you didn't like the other Personas and you played Persona 3 or 4, this probably won't change your mind. But, man, it's awesome. It's everything I want it to be. I'm very excited about it. But the, the I don't know if I talked about this last week. Uh, did I talk about getting the Parappa the Rapper uh, HD remake? <laughs> you did not. I, I did download that as well. I'm a massive Parappa the Rapper fan. I, I was I had a day one on the original PlayStation. I like the sequel, although it's not as good as the original. Um, and, and to know that they were putting out an HD remake for the PS4, I thought there's no reason not to buy this. And I thought my kids would think it's hilarious, so I would be able to play it <laughs> in front of them. It turns out they just find it annoying. They think it's too, they don't like it. Uh, they, they thought it was funny at first, but after one song, they both were like, we're done with this, Dad. Never play this again. Don't play it oh. anytime near me. And I, I was a real shame because wow. I thought they would enjoy the uh, the Driver's Ed song, but they did not. They did not like it. But I do still love it. I've, I've beaten it uh, several times. I'm trying to gold everything because it, uh, it'll be the only game I own on the PlayStation Network that I'm going to... Uh, to get a platinum on, I guarantee it. I have a platinum on nothing else, and I never will. But this game, I will. The trophies are all doable things. It, it's. I don't, were you guys ever a fan of the Parappa games? Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, yeah. Parappa is probably my favorite rhythm game of all time. I, it was just so weird and and crazy. Uh, even for back then, it's, it you know it just instantly. I I, I was a fan of it. I got I got nervous when I bought it just because the first you know you see the intro and it has like those old you know playstation style they're not digitized but the movies that playstation had you know that didn't look movie quality and the game yeah. and it, the remake has the same i mean I'm, they have to be up a little bit but they look just fuzzy and the animation's a little jerky and i'm like oh no this is gonna literally be <laughs> like how is this an hd remake of anything but then when you get the actual levels those are super crisp super clean uh, i don't have any real problems with the responsiveness I, I, at first i did but i i also remember parappa kind of had a weird it's not quite a delay, but the rhythm isn't... The, the button pressing is exact, but when, when you hit the buttons exactly, Parappa's slightly off with his rhythm, so it always sounds slightly off. 
But uh, once I remembered that, and I was like, wait, just pay attention to the button presses. Don't try to make it sound right, because you're not going to win, uh, unless you're trying to freestyle and then just throw buttons all over the place. But, man, what a great game. I, I've enjoyed that thoroughly. I don't know if it's worth doing a, a show on that necessarily, so I figured I would talk about it now. But excellent HD remake. Uh, I'm a big fan of old games getting made in HD, as that is pretty common for me at this point in time. Uh, what have you been playing since last time, Billy? Well, I, I, a lot of Zelda. A whole lot of Zelda. But I finally... Uh, the thing that finally made me put it down was, of course, this fucking Mario Kart came out. And I'm a big Mario Kart fan. Uh, I think it's because Mario Kart's one of the few things in life I'm good at. <laughs> maybe, maybe the only one. Uh, I, I picked it up so I could immediately begin to taunt everyone I knew. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I just... And like Jeremy said, I mean, this is Mario Kart 8. Uh, I mean, it looks... It's, it's And it is. It's like seeing an old friend you haven't seen in a few years, except... When I see a, 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 an old friend in real life, they usually look like shit. This looks <laughs> much better than the original. They've improved it. Uh, there's some little added things on all the stages if you've spent enough time staring at the stages like I have. Uh, and yeah, and it's surprisingly easy to control. I found myself dreading the first time I had somebody in person wanting to play this alongside me because I knew I was going to break that Joy-Con and, and, and take one half of it and watch it disappear in my hands but no it, it actually is very easy to use i was i was able to uh i wasn't limited like when you would even when you would use the uh the, the wii remote by itself if you're one of those people that wouldn't attach the, uh, the nunchuck to it, it it was impossible to do several things on there uh but i, I still find this to be fully functional which i am I'm very pleased with and right now i'm trying to to get that Get those three stars to get that gold cup in, in all the tracks to unlock a gold Mario, uh, which is completely meaningless. But I am going to do immediately use as a status symbol online the moment I unlock it. <laughs> did you finish Zelda or did you just put it down for now? I, I, I put it down. It's so hard to put it down. But I'm going to give this Mario a few more days and I'm going to get back into this Zelda. But uh, I mean, it's been just a a wonderful game i'm i'm in the second uh you know it's the game's divided up in these four kind of large monster type things and i'm inside the second one right now and it is a real son of a bitch so it was it made it a little easier to put it down for, for a little bit oh did you which one did you do second i'm in the uh i'm out in the desert oh I'm the, in, I'm, the I'm that one. yes and you did the wrong one <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not. It's, the good thing about this is it's not too late. Not too late to just turn around. There's no shame in it. No, I mean you can. I mean the, you, anybody that's not played this, yeah. I mean you can pick whichever one you want uh, to do. I um, feel ill-equipped for this one. That that camel one is like the hardest one in the whole game. I guess you know once you get done with this one, it's all downhill from here. But uh, man, that camel mm -hmm. one—it's rough. I don't so remember. Maybe I'll be playing Mario Kart a little longer. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't remember the 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 beast being difficult necessarily. I mean, after I realized, oh, when you go to the the mini map or whatever, there's like most of them have a thing you can do with them. I I didn't realize that for the first dungeon I did, and I probably spent an hour trying to figure out how to get to a specific place, and then I realized, oh, I'm an idiot. There's a clear, obvious button, and they even explain to you what you're supposed to do. And I, I missed out on that. But after I realized that, I was like, okay, now I get how these these beasts work. I'll be able to figure this out. But I also, I played a long time until I did a beast. I mean, I, I knew where the, I found the first one that I did, which was the the 
with the Rudos, what's the fish people, whatever. And I did, yeah. I did theirs first, and then, but even after unlocking the the beast, I was like, well, now I'm going to go out and do 55 more shrines. Like I really didn't rush back until I had, you know, a ton of hearts and a ton of good items and weapons. So I was able to to kind of breeze through them. But I'm sure if I would have ran there. And I'll probably try that on my next playthrough is to see how fast I can get through the beasts and how weak I can be. But I, I enjoyed it. It's an excellent game. Uh, but we've talked about Zelda enough. It's time to talk about this week's game, Vector Man for the Sega Genesis. Now, I recommended that we... I didn't recommend this game. I recommended that we try this game. This was not a, uh, a game I had played previously. I had always had an interest in it, though. I don't, I don't know why I passed it off at the time. I think at this point in time, I was a firm Super Nintendo man. Uh, I didn't have time for many things on the Genesis, uh, but but this is one of those games that always comes up on the, the collections. Uh, it, it always gets hyped up when people talk about the best Genesis games. So I had a lot of curiosity going into this one, and I want to preface this review by saying I do not hate Sega Genesis, despite what it may sound like as we go along. I, I had a lot of good times on that Genesis. Uh, so yeah, that that's just uh, to get that out of the way here at the beginning. Well, I, I don't think. Any of us have played this, right? We never played this back when we were kids. No, well, it also came out. It came out in 1995, so it came out either right before or right after the, you know, Saturn and PlayStation. So it was an end of, of the Genesis being one of the top systems, you know, time releases. I know there were games that came out for the Genesis and Super Nintendo after the the PlayStation hit, but that was kind of the beginning of the end. Especially, I mean, I worked at a game store for the release of the PlayStation, so it's like from the day it came out, that's all I did. Because you know, comparatively. At the time, and yeah, trying to play those early PlayStation games now, generally you, you want to poke your own eyes out. But at the time, you were blown away by how amazing this 3D looked and how how awesome Battle Arena Toshiden was. And you're like, no, this game is not that great now. It's unplayable garbage. But at the time, <laughs> loved it. So, I, I mean, I remember seeing Vector Man. It was, it was a, a Sega release. Uh, it had a lot of push. I mean, I remember seeing the, the carts forever and the sequel, but I never actually, you know, played it more than, you know, I bought the, it's on pretty much every Genesis collection, but it's on the Sonic's Greatest Hits collection for the Xbox 360 that I have. And I've I've I tried it a handful of times, and I'm always like, yeah, this I bet I'd get into this, and then I, I never go past the first or second level. So until this podcast, I really hadn't put any real time or effort into it. I think for me, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. By the time Vector Man hit, um, I, I was firmly uh, waiting for the PlayStation, and if I wasn't waiting for the PlayStation, I was playing the Super Nintendo. Um, I believe this kind of came out at about the same time that Donkey Kong Country did for the Super NES. And, you know, Donkey Kong Country was a huge game. Uh, that was It was an amazing game on its own. It also looked amazing for the time. It was, it was fairly revolutionary for what it did, um, even though it just was a, a basic platformer. Um, but it's hard to deny just how amazing donkey kong country was for the time and from what i remember vector man was supposed to be the sega genesis answer to the super amazing looking 16-bit game that maybe looked a little bit better than what was supposed to be on that you could do on the console just like what donkey kong country was doing Um, but at the time i just um 
I never played it. I, I wasn't the biggest Genesis console fan when I was a kid, and, and I never been as an as an adult either. And so I don't know about you guys, but for me, when I went into this, I was like, oh man, you know, I, I I'm really looking forward to this. Maybe I I really missed this awesome Sega Genesis game because I was too busy with other shit. And I, you know, this was, uh, it, like you said, it's been included on just about everything as far as like any sort of Genesis collection you can find. Uh, it, you know, this is up there with what, what, like Sonic 2 and all this stuff. So I was super excited to try it out. Well, like we said, it came out in, in 1995. So this is, yeah, roughly around the same time as Donkey Kong Country. It, it doesn't, it has the same kind of graphic style where it's, it's not quite digitized, but I don't know what else you would call it. You know, the same kind of graphics as like Mortal Kombat or Pit Fighter, where it's that sort of photo looking for a Genesis and Super Nintendo sort of game. Uh, I don't know what you what you call that. It's not vectors, ironically, uh, but it's <laughs> it's definitely that that same kind of graphic style. But if it's supposed to be the Genesis's answer to um, Donkey Kong Country, you know, you can tell it's got that. Yeah, th- this is for more extreme gamers than Donkey Kong Country because this guy has a gun and he he's these different <laughs> balls that spin around and he transforms. This eight year old man's platformer. I mean, that, that's what this came across to as me like super super nineties cool kid action game. <sighs> yeah, I mean, you, you really as soon as you start it up, I mean, this is just definitely that game. Uh, it's it's. Totally got all the toot and everything you could want in, in, you know, that kind of game. I mean, there's really not too much of a story to it. But, you know, as soon as you start playing it, you're just instantly transported back to the mid 90s and that whole era of of where every yeah, single that's... game seemed to kind of need some sort of attitude. And, and you know, this super badass character and, and all that kind of stuff is basically tailor made for being. Um, a, a toy for for kids or, or some sort of uh, you know cartoon on on Saturday morning. Yeah, I, and and I think it, I was you know my mid teens at this point. I think that whole the whole Genesis marketing campaign, I think it really passed me by at this point. Uh, I think I was very tired of it. Like I said, I had jumped ship. Donkey Kong sealed the deal for me. Uh, it was just fucking that and NBA Jam was all I played on the Super Nintendo once they were out and you know genesis sat there and collected dust and, and not even this could draw me back in but yeah like jeremy said earlier this was like the the big answer this was going to stand toe to toe with donkey kong in terms of graphics in terms of sound and let me get out of the way the, the genesis uh, no powerhouse in the sound department ever <laughs> but in fact the thing usually sounded fucking horrible but I have to say, for this to be something that they were putting like so much effort into, this thing just sounds horrific. I've complained several times now that just anything from the background music to shooting just uh, has the, the the whole tinny thing that the Genesis is known for. Just a, a ton of it throughout the entire game. Even for the graphics, I mean, I'll, I'll, before we get into the game, you know, the, the obviously the sound it, it totally has that metallic Genesis sound to it. Um, and, and even, you know, going back to how this was supposed to compete with Donkey Kong Country, even if it wasn't, um, it still came out at the same time. You know, this was still kind of uh, around that time when Donkey Kong Country came out. So it's hard to, to deny the similarities of, of trying mm-hmm. to do this, uh, this very kind of, uh, I, I, almost like a tech demo of a game, um, but there's just a lot of things about how this game looks and sounds. It's kind of just drab. I mean, even for a Genesis game, we've played tons of Genesis games before that look and sound awesome for that hardware. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Vector Man, as soon as you start that game, 
uh, and it continues all the way through. It just looks and sounds just, this I, is I don't know. It's just, this is a dreary ass game. Yeah, it's dreary. It is a very dreary. And I don't know if that's supposed to be because they were trying to do the whole, you know, serious kind of, you know, more attitude driven game. Like what was coming for like the PlayStation, you know, like a more mature game. But man, it just, you just don't want to play it. <laughs> because. <it's, laughs> well, that's it. You just don't want to play it. Before we get into the the game, how it plays, I I do want to go back and touch on the story. You said that this game has uh, not really a very important story, and I would agree. The story, the reason for most of these games doesn't matter. But this is another game where it's like, oh, humanity's ruined the Earth, so these robots are taking care of the Earth. But it's not robots, it's Orbots. That's super inventive. Uh, Orbots are controlling the Earth, not taking it over, but doing humans' work of cleaning the planet up. The, The story to this game is possibly the dumbest uh you know super villain <laughs> creation story in history which is yeah. that people accidentally hooked up a nuclear bomb to a robot instead of giving him a brain <laughs> so one of the robots has become warhead whose only goal now is to uh to command all the other robots and i guess take over the ruins of the earth it doesn't really explain what his goal is but you're apparently the only robot as vector man who was not on the earth when this occurred so you are not under warhead's control so you're going to instead fight all these other ore bots uh to take the earth back over uh even though the earth is there's ruined not much to fight for here no, yes, no. I mean, there's fucking, <laughs> as we said before it's dreary there's there's nothing to lay claim to here well and i'm not sure if the level dreariness is is a, a limitation of the system because vector man himself and a lot of the, some of the bosses and things are are v- animated extremely well i mean vector man is like 20 different pieces uh that move kind of all over the place like when he runs you can see each little piece of him move it's definitely animated extremely well and most of the enemies are as well so i don't know if that's why the backgrounds are as dull as they are and very repetitive it it's definitely a, a limitation on the number of of things you can fight because there's probably outside of bosses and vector man himself five enemies in this game now you fight each of those five enemies two million times but there's probably <laughs> only you know there's there's the the little walking thing that kind of lobs rockets uh it's not even rockets it's like lobs balls but i think they're supposed to be rockets and then there's arms that attach to walls that fire shots at you and then there's those big rock guys that throw rocks at you and that's it for the first like six levels that's all you're going to see outside of a boss here and there mm-hmm yeah, there's there's not much to this game, and and you know I guess we should maybe you were kind of mentioning how how this game looks, and for anyone that's not seen Vector Man, uh, a lot of the the characters, um, it's kind of hard to describe. You know, it's not like a fully animated uh, character. If you've ever seen the game, the fighting game Balls, right. um, which is horrible, is but it basically game. uses a lot of different parts, or or in this case, uh, spheres, and the same for Balls as well. Um, all of those are kind of independently uh, animated. So it gives the kind of the illusion of a fluid animation. It's it's not really like Donkey Kong Country, where you would see an entire character animated. This is very much like, 
it's it's each individual part of a character is kind of on its own axis. So it it looks like a you know you'd see something moving it, it would be it would be independently moving from another part of the character itself. Uh, again, I'm not doing a very good job of describing this, but this is why everything in in Vector Man is very well animated uh right down to the bosses. Um and there's a lot of different games that that use that kind of style uh, to this day. But it was, you know, I can imagine back in the day when you see this game, it was probably fairly impressive for the way it, it moved and looked. Um, but as far as like, uh, you know, as the uh, <laughs> the variety in, in what you can really do in this game and what you see, it, it I, I guess it kind of kept it fairly limited. Well, it definitely does. And, and for most of the game, I, there's 16 levels to this game, and I'd say for 12 of them, uh, it's a standard you know, kind of Contra-esque side-scroller. You can go up and down. The maps are more on big rectangles as opposed to a one long plane. So you can go up and down, and, you know, there's tunnels to find or secret passageways. But generally the point is you start at, at let's say, the bottom right or bottom left of the map and, the you know, find your way through the, the maze-like level to get to the the top right where there might be a boss or sometimes a lot of these levels just get you to the end point and it says, great, you finished this level, and it gives you a bunch of score points and you get to go to the next level. Um it's it's in those levels i think the game is actually fine there there's definitely some problems there i think your character and something vector man is too large so he's you can't see enough of the screen i think if it scrolled out just a little bit if he was maybe not even half as big as he is like like a th- two-thirds as big as he is and they scrolled out a little more you could see a little more of the screen i think that would have helped a lot with some of my problems there's a lot of parts especially on the levels where you're running up and down ramps where you'll you you know you inch forward and all of a sudden there's a just a guy that right there you can't dodge the shot you can't see what's coming it's like they can see you before you get to them and have reacted to your presence before you have any idea that you're there and i don't think that's unheard of for these kind of games at all but it's this game makes it difficult to deal with that because you only have you know three or four life points at first and they go they go fast like it's not like you have a long window of when you know, a lot of games you get hit and you'll be invincible for like you know, 10 seconds, and then you can run off and come back. This game, it's like you're invincible for a second. And if you're hit again by something else, and chances are there is another bullet or something coming your way, it hits you again. You get hit four times, you die, and there's a checkpoint somewhere in the level. Hopefully you've gotten far enough to get to those checkpoints, uh, you know, where you respawn. So you don't even get to start at the same point again. So, you know, especially like a boss or some more difficult parts of the levels, you'll lose the, the progress you've made. And unlike a lot of games uh, from this time period, even by the Genesis time and Super Nintendo, uh, continues were a thing. They let you have them. Sometimes you got passwords to start your levels. I mean, there's 16 levels of this game. It, yes, if you're good, you can beat it in under an hour, but it's not a super short game. So the fact that there are no continues, uh, just, you know, you, get, you, get your, you start with your three lives, you can earn some more by points, uh, but it's not extremely easy. There are some that are hidden in the levels in these power-up uh, spots, but generally... You know, you finish your lives, right back to the title screen. Start over again. Very, very difficult, very frustrating, um, especially because a lot of these levels are, are more memorization than reaction. And this is definitely a, another case of the large, uh, open kind of levels of, of what you would get from a, a Sega-developed game. Uh, from it, even, you know, and that makes how it's zoomed in even worse because there are a lot of times where you need to see further above you or further below you that you just really can't see. Oh, you can't um, see shit. I, I mean that the, my biggest problem with all of that is I, you know, this probably just affects me, 
but the way the camera moves in this game really got to me uh, because it's so close up onto the character. Uh, it, it just kind of seems like it bobs and, and weaves around a lot. And there's a lot of times where I could only play this game for about 15 to 20 minutes where it would actually start to to kind of almost make me like motion sick, especially like when he jumps. Um, it's hard to, again, this is another one of those things where it's kind of hard to describe unless you played the game. But like when he when you jump, uh, the camera goes up with you. And then when he lands, the camera kind of like goes down a little bit. Like it's kind of moving along with like, you know, when you when you hit the bottom of a jump, you kind of, you know, duck down a little bit and then stand back up. The camera kind of does that too. And in a game like this where you're jumping around a lot, that really got to me. And I, like I said, this is probably just me. But I, I, it just kept doing that over and over and over again. And, and it was just really kind of bothering me a lot. Well, the jump, you're right. I mean, it's he jumps and he can double jump. So Vector Man has yes. a jump where you jump again in the air. He, you know, his rockets shoot off his feet or whatever. And he, he gets an extra little boost. Um and then he also can fire. That's really the only two things he does by default. But the jump especially, there were definitely parts of levels where, and a lot of Genesis games did this. I mean, they're not the only system that did this, but a lot of their games have kind of floaty jumps. So there were parts where you had to jump and find like a little platform. And you'll, you'll hit it, but then you'll continue to run as you land and jump right off the side. And then you go back and, like, there were parts of the levels where I was literally just doing the same, you know, three jump thing over and over again that I was like, I know exactly what I'm supposed to do and I can do this, but I keep, like, just missing this tiny platform by one piece and then you fall all the way to the bottom and start again. And the other thing I forgot to mention about each of these levels, because, again, there's only 16 levels, is all the levels have a time limit. And it's been a long time since I played a game where there's a time (laughs) limit in the level. Uh, I mean, outside of a Mario, but in those games, that time limit is normally an obscene amount of time, unless you're going to take pictures in Mario and show your friends on your phone while you're playing. But generally, there's no reason in Mario Brothers you should run out of time. This game, it happens. It definitely happens because, again, the levels are, you want to explore them because you don't want to miss any power-ups. Along with the enemies, you'll find find TVs. And this is another, like, extreme 90s thing in my mind, which is, like, (laughs) you shoot these TVs and they spin around a bunch and then they explode and sparks shoot out and you get a power-up. Sometimes it's just points, those little spheres that give you points. Sometimes it's, it's extra time. Uh, that'll show up as one, and those are actually pretty useful. Uh, there are a number of guns you can get that will replace your standard, you know, one or two fire gun that you get for the rest of the game. Uh, unlike a game like Contra, where you get a power up and that's your gun power up until you die or until you get another power up. Uh, this game, thankfully, it's not a bullet limitation because I hate that almost more than anything else on the planet. But uh, it's time. So if you get a gun like a spread gun, or there'll be a rapid fire, or a laser gun, or whatever the gun you pick up is. Uh, it only lasts for like 30 seconds, maybe a minute. I didn't time it, but it's not its not so fast that you're like, oh, no, I got to use it right now. But if you try to take your time, you're going to kill two things and run out of run out of time with that gun. Yeah. So th- they will have special guns. And the I guess the other thing that comes up in these these power ups other than extra life back here and there is uh, is the transformations. And that's kind of what mm-hmm. I thought the focus of the game was, is that because Vector Man is made of balls and you know, it's easy for him to transform other things that these transformations, especially because they get like in the manual, they're half the manuals explain these transformations that uh-huh. you're, you're going to constantly transform into a drill and a car and all these other cool stuff. Uh, I found the transformations were sorely lacking. They didn't happen very often. Yeah. And when they did, it was like, you need to be, to know exactly what you were supposed to do with that transformation. Cause it lasted even uh-huh. less long than a gun. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the transformations turns you into 
like a bomb that just flips around wherever you're going. Like you can kind of roll to the side. It doesn't last long anyway, but you use it once and you explode and then you form back into your guy with the balls, but that's all it does. And, and there's plenty of parts in that game where, yeah, you can use the bomb to, to kill everything on the screen and that's, that's wonderful, but really it's to, you want to get that bomb to like a, a wall that you can tell is destructible somehow. And the bomb will normally blow it apart to unlock a secret path to earn more life or an extra life or, or anything else. So it's the transformations in the book. It made it sound amazing, but especially when I got on the first time in this game, it was almost like, well, I just wasted that. I guess I got to re-level, restart this level or die and figure out what I'm supposed to do with that transformation. Yeah, this game really, uh, I could have said much better things if, if more of this game revolved around the whole transformation thing. I also thought that it was going to be a big deal. Uh, it's, it's not, and and that's a shame too, because I, I I think there's everything like uh, Jeremy P said a bomb, uh, you can turn I believe it's a drill you turn into. Uh, there there's several transformations throughout, but they all just seem just seem completely wasted. Uh, and it's one of the one of the few things in this game that I really really could have complimented if done if done better, uh, if if you could utilize it better, uh, if it wasn't so brief, and if it just wasn't so just interspersed you know throughout the game. And that was like, you know, I, I recently uh, on, on our YouTube channel did a review for Widget, the World Warrior. Um, for anybody that doesn't know what that is, uh, it is it's okay. No one else does either. Um, <laughs> it's, it's one of those, uh, you know, kind of Saturday morning cartoon shows from the early 90s. But it really focused on the character being able to change forms. And I'm totally with Jeremy because I thought that this game was all about changing forms because it really, really goes out of its way to be like, you know, this is a huge feature of this game. So I was kind of expecting that it would do like Widget did. And that's like you could press uh, you, you press start or select or something. You go into a sub menu and you could pick what you wanted to turn into uh, to get further in the stage. And it's not like that at all. Uh, this is literally a, a power-up that pops up when you shoot one of those stupid TVs. And half the time when it happened, you know, I was usually shooting at it at the TV and I, it would blow up and I would already be jumping into it. And I would get this and it would just be a shock that it was even happening. I was like, what the fuck's even happening? I'm a drill now or I'm a, a, a grenade or something. Mm-hmm. It wasn't anything that I could really take advantage of because half the time I was like, oh shit, oh shit, I got to do something with this. Where's the stupid part of this level that I actually need to use this to to take advantage of this? Uh, it, it it's just not very well done. Uh, you know, if that's what they were banking on, it just did not work at all. This definitely needed stages that were more built around being uh, becoming these different forms. Uh, it, it needed a, a better way to actually access these forms instead mm-hmm. of just being a power up inside of a TV that you're shooting constantly that gives you tons of other power ups and you just never really know what it's going to be. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the whole forms thing just, it, it was a huge missed opportunity with this game. And I, I think it would have actually been a much better game if they would have, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. If they would have done it more like widget, the world warrior did it on the NES. No one has ever used those words in that order before. Well, <laughs> no one ever should. That's <laughs> Thank you.
it, let's say you finish a level, and, and some of these levels have bosses and some don't, but let's say you finish a level, you beat a boss, and then you earn the drill form, right? So you go to a menu and pick your drill form and use it, even if it had a limit like Mega Man where it's got the power bar that runs out over time for some of the the, the things Mega Man gets. I, I think that would have made this game even more interesting, you know, gave you some abilities uh -huh. to say later levels are almost puzzle-like because you had to figure out where to use the right item oh. and, and make sure you have your, you know, your bar set. But instead, yeah, just having it be a time-based some in some chances a one use only transformation that you're not really sure uh, because the maps are, are generally kind of bland mazes it's they, they aren't in one map it all looks very similar and it's just a lot of tunnels and corridors and elevators and things so it ends up it makes it very very hard to plan how to use those things unless you've already played the level 20 times but then what's the point you know, it's just one more like oh yeah that's what i do to get through this wall that, that's fairly unnecessary um but again, that's that's most of the, the game is those kind of stages. They do differ where you are. You go from you, know, you kind of start out in kind of an industrial area. You end up going to some caves and like an underwater section that is surprisingly not terrible for an underwater section because it it just makes it so you, you you go a little slower in the water and it's a little more fluid. But you can jump a little higher, for example. But it's not uh, it's not pure misery like a lot of water stages. But the other levels there there's probably three or four levels in the game. There are these top-down, almost mini-games, but they're their own levels. And the first one of those is level two. And you're a, you're on a train track, and there's a giant robot underneath you. It's actually one they had, the picture they had in the back of the box. And, and whatever picture I use for the, the, the Twitter for this, I'm definitely going to use that, that picture because I think it's a great, a great idea that just doesn't really form well. And, and you're... You're trying to dodge the hands of these giant robots, and there's these little things that fly around on the side and shoot shoot things at you, and you only have a minute to get through this. So I was, you know, when I first went to this level, uh, again, it's top down, so you're pretty much just staying on the track. You can only go forward and backward to kind of ju jump over these hands, and I'm shooting all these little ball things, and and it I could only last like 10, 15 seconds before I got killed from everything. And again, you only get three lives to start with. You lose all your lives. You go back to the very beginning of the game. So I probably tried this thing. I don't know, 10 times, and then I finally got to where I, was, I had a good rhythm. I was able to jump over these hands and shoot these little balls on the sides, and I was killing the balls left and right. I thought I just had to make it the full minute, like you're on a train track to go somewhere. There's plenty of games that have a level like that or a minecart section or something irritating where you're just supposed to last through a gauntlet for so much time. And I get to the end the first time, and I got hit one second left by a bullet and died. And I thought, God damn it. So I got through, you know, I thought I, I, I had like almost made it so again i tried for 20 30 minutes to get through this i finally get through the full minute and i died and i'm like wait a minute what what happened i realized i ran out of time and i died it wasn't this is a gauntlet you're supposed to figure out what to do to kill this guy within the minute so the next time i just jumped around like an idiot just constantly hit the jump button and fired as fast as i could and hit those hands and you just destroy the hands and, the, and it falls over and you end the level in like 10 seconds and i i felt like such an idiot that i couldn't figure out the basic concept of this level but it was a good uh, a good lesson because the rest of those top-down levels extremely similar in the mechanic they expect you to use. You can try to to take your time and really dance around this level and really knock stuff out, or you can just find the thing you're supposed to destroy and just fire at it like a madman, and you'll kill any of those levels in ten seconds. Did anyone else have problems with those? I mean, it, just the weird. The, I mean, those levels are so weird. I mean that that second level is is kind of neat, you know, but and it kind of fits in with the world. Mm -hmm. But then there's the one like the the one that comes later that's like taking place over a a, a Japanese uh, mat that's being unrolled. That yes, you, and and there's like some hands coming down to stomp on you. 
Um, and and even even weirder than that, the the one after that that's like a, a '70s disco that you're trying to shoot a, a turret gun that's in the middle of the screen that has a, a just a, a wall around it, and then you have to get to the point where you can shoot the gun itself, uh, where the wall isn't at. It's so weird. I mean, they just seem so out of place with with the rest of the game. I I didn't. I just don't really know where they really came from. I can see all those levels have, again, if you designed it, if you were like, I, this is my idea for a boss, guys. Like, if you're the guy that comes up with the ideas for games that doesn't actually code or do anything like that, you're just like, here's what I want to do. This level, you're going to be on uh, a giant folding Japanese mat, right? And these two stone hands just mash you down. Now, on the Japanese mat, there's going to be blue arrows and red arrows. Now, the red arrows speed the mat up, and it falls down. And you have to make sure you stay out of the way of the hands, but also don't fall off this mat. And the blue arrows will slow it down. All those things are in there. But then when they code it, they're like, I don't know, man. Just just put all this shit in that guy asked for and just make him fire at the hands. Because that's literally all you do. If you if you try to dance yeah. around and it, it becomes like a, a more involved maze, but then you'll never you can only fire forward, so you're never gonna hit these hands because it starts getting so much faster for the thing to fall down. Or you can just sit there at the very beginning of the map and just fire at the hands and don't care that they hit you a bunch because who cares? As long as you don't get hit five times, you're not going to die or whatever. And you'll kill the hands before the, the scroll even really moves. It was it, All those levels have like a, if you know what to do, you're going to blow this up in ten seconds. And they assume that's how you're supposed to beat it. Not there's a more finessed, ang- you know, a much more uh, fancy way to finish this that looks good and feels good. No, it's just like, no, no, you're going to, here's this cool thing. We didn't feel like taking any time on it, so just just bash the button like a madman. I mean, that, and that's this game in general. All the time went into animating that goddamn Vector Man. He is the only thing that the effort was... It seemed like, really, that he's the only thing the effort was really poured into. And this thing, if you made an impressive enough character, maybe people would be so, so fucking lost in that that they could ignore all these other shortcomings. I mean, the fact that you're playing... I, I mean, it's a decent... I mean... I guess a decent-looking game is drab as shit, but but you're not playing a good game at any point in time. The the more I played it, the more it kind of clicked. The main levels, the the ones that they're the kind of maze-like, um, side-scrolling Contra style, run-and-gun shooters, like those levels. Once I realized, uh, almost like Sonic, the point isn't to explore the level. The point is just to find the fastest way or the most, you know, the way you want to go anyway to get to the end of the level. And you get a score and you go to the next level. Then I felt a little better. A lot of Genesis games did have that sort of mindset. Instead of, instead of you know, exploring every inch of the map, you're not going to finish it that way. There's a time limit. You're getting points based on score, which also gives you extra points if you have a lot of time left. The, the whole point is to get through the level as fast as possible, more or less, and, and, and get to the end point. Where there may or may not be a boss, the bosses generally... Again, all of them probably look really cool on, on design documents, but in reality, it's just... Yeah, I don't know, shoot it a bunch and then dodge and then shoot it a bunch and then dodge. Like there's nothing super interesting about any of the bosses that I can recall. Um, I don't know if anyone had like, oh, yeah, that boss was great, but I'd be surprised. I I mean, there was a gun that looked really cool, but they just they were all mindless. Yeah, there's not much to them. I think the only one that really sticks in my mind was the one that was uh, I forget what stage it was, but it was kind of this. um, God, I don't even know how to describe it because of the way that everything looks in this goddamn game. Uh, it was just like this purple spring that would bounce around the stage and um, you kind of had to dodge it. And occasionally it would turn into three separate robots. Uh, and, you know, that was kind of neat looking. But 
for the most part, yeah, the, the rest of the bosses, there's there's really not much to it. Um, there's really no strategy to them at all. They're they're very, very simple. I mean, they're very they're kind of impressive with how big they are and how well they animate and things like that. But um, as far as actually beating them and things like that, they're they're super simple. Well, even even the last boss is super simple. The last boss, when you finally get to Warhead, uh, the level itself is is in a, a tornado. So you're you're kind of flying around this tornado at the bottom of the screen to start the level off and shooting, uh, honestly, lawn chairs and shit that fly at you. And then you get to the top and there's this, you know, giant warhead robot that's that's way bigger than you. But his actual abilities is he just kind of goes back and forth across the screen, never actually hitting you if you stay on the side and you shoot him a bunch. And then eventually, you know, he shows some damage like his part of his his head gets damaged and he starts firing at you. But he fires very, very slowly to where you can just kind of jump over it. And again, unless unless you you show up with one or two life points to this fight, you can just brute force your way through it, finish it off, and that's it. There's not even multiple forms of this boss. Not that I necessarily wanted that, but that's surprising. That was literally like, oh, here's the last boss, and I beat him, and that's the end. All right, <laughs> that's something. Uh, I mean, again, it's it's a lot of things that again I can see. Uh, one the levels either one level before it or two levels before the very end. The boss is a series of little fights you have like you come to what looks like the design room for these robots yeah and like off a blueprint the, yeah. yeah and off the blueprints like one of the, the creatures like just forms where the blueprints are and you fight you know three fairly different yet fairly non-interesting uh boss fights that are not too too hard but again this game is is unforgiving and so it's if you die even on the third form of this boss or third creature of the this line of bosses you go back to a, a checkpoint that's you know two minutes prior to go all the way back and fight through those bosses again and unless you've been really good and really stacking up extra lives to that point you die two times well i'm glad you made it to level 14 here's level one again i can't imagine i would have had the patience to finish this game on the genesis itself as an original cart uh you know i did this on the collection because you can you can do save states. I didn't try to cheese these save states, but you gar- I guarantee you at the beginning of every level, I save stated it. Like, you know what? I don't want to go back oh, through yeah. 12 levels. I'm going to save yeah. state it, and I'll play yeah. every time I lose from where I was, but no way. It was... It was. I, I can't imagine... I mean, I'm, clearly people have beaten it, but I don't know if I ever would have. No, yeah, I, I oh, don't. shit, no. There's, yeah. there's no way. something that bothered me uh, besides this game in general the, the, the warhead fight and i sat there and it was late one night and I, I finally finally got to this warhead it was late last night in fact i, I fucking it took me forever to finish this thing uh but this is a robot that has strapped his brain his head is now a a, a nuclear bomb if, if i'm if i'm to believe the story and, and you're fucking shooting the damn thing and it bothered me. It bothered me the fact that to destroy this boss, you are in fact just shooting at this nuclear bomb in an effort to make the thing explode. And <laughs> I found that to be quite yeah, That's what is... happens when I'm very sleep deprived and, and drink a little bit. <laughs> it is poor planning. It is kind of a, it's like hitting it with a hammer over and over again. Maybe that'll help, you know? 
<laughs> just a bad idea. <laughs> but honestly, I didn't even think about it. By the end of the game, I was like, whatever it takes, just make this stop. A, a bomb blowing everything in this game will be fine with me. It's well, uh, you, Yeah. It looks shitty enough out there anyway. There's I, I, it, This game kind of seems like it just goes, goes on too long. And it almost seems like the developers themselves kind of realize this is what... I mean, there's... There's one stage in particular. Uh, it's actually the very first stage that you start on. Uh, this stage is, I think it's repeated four times in the entire game, uh, just with a, a different background or different time of day. And I, I think I, I, I got to the, um, I think it was like the night ruins or something. It's it, it, almost all the way through the game. Mm-hmm. But I got to the third time that they reused that stage or, or just the, the building blocks of that stage. And it just got to me. I was like, you're just, these developers were just using this to make this game way longer than it needs to be. Because by that time, by the time it hit the third time that it was being reused, I was done. I, I didn't want, I mean, it's not a terrible game. And I'm sure back in the day when it was released, it wasn't, you know, it was fairly impressive uh, for maybe anyone that just owned a Genesis or something like that that didn't really have anything else to play. But, uh, for me, uh, playing it now, uh, it just it just kept going and going and going. And for such a one note, you know, action game uh, it, where you're just shooting all the time, it gets really old, really fast. And that's where, where I was kind of hoping maybe the the changing forms and things like that would come in and, and help it switch things up a little bit. But with the way that they did those and being power ups and just being very certain. Uh, parts of the stage where they even mattered uh it it just i didn't want to play any more of it after maybe like stage six because it was just the same thing over and over and over again yeah level design's the same uh like we said earlier there's there's really only a handful of enemies in this entire game as far as types of enemies it's not even like they they make them more difficult uh you know this is a cheap uh, method that a lot of NES and and 16-bit era games did. But it's not even like it's like oh yeah, if, if this monster is blue, you can hit it six times. If it's red, it takes 20 hits or whatever. No, no, they're all. It's the same thing over and over again. There's those those robot arms that that hang out for the side of buildings that shoot rocks, you know, shoot bullets at you, and then the big rock guys, and then a handful of like smaller robot things that shoot at you. It it's the same things over and over and over again through every level. Like there's not a drastic difference so that's the other part you're, you're seeing very similar levels and the same enemies you know at level 15 that you were seeing at level one the only thing mm-hmm. i think uh you know when i guess level seven six or seven is like it looks more like a an old japanese building and there's these um elevators that go up and down through the level and you're supposed to ride those up and down to find your way out and at first you know i got yeah. to that the first one i was like that's a pretty neat neat level that's different than something else but then they reuse that exact same mechanic for level, you know, levels towards the end, where it's oh, instead of a, instead of it being in a cool Japanese house or whatever, now it's in a cool uh, factory, and instead of being the, these little well-looking, um, you know, almost like like a a wooden elevator, instead these are metal elevators, but it's the same mechanic and the same exact level design, the same everything. It was definitely too long for a for a game like this, especially knowing that you can't continue. There's no checkpoints that you could write down a password and come back later. Like that would have made this. Even if it was like every four stages, there's there's a boss and then a password would have I would have felt better about this. But instead, it was just straight up. Nope. Hope you have time to play an hour of this level. Hope you enjoy it.
Apparently, even though we were not major fans of Vector Man, Vector Man was successful enough to have a sequel. Uh, came out a year later, Vector Man 2. Uh, I did not finish Vector Man 2 uh, because it's essentially more of the same of Vector Man. In fact, uh, there, there's definitely better things in Vector Man 2 from even the first. I only played three levels of Vector Man 2. It's, it is the same sort of game, but they realized, hey, no one likes these top-down levels. They suck. They're, they're neat ideas on paper, but they're not fun. So there's none of that in the game. There are some kind of uh, one-off shooter-style levels and, and some other, you know, what replaces those top-down levels, but they're much more playable. But the the first level after the game starts is a level where you just kind of fall down and shoot everything, and then you're in the darkest levels I've ever seen in platforming <laughs> games. And at first, the first one, of the, like, there's two of them back-to-back. Maybe there's ten back-to-back. I didn't get through the second one. Uh, I got to, you know, to the end of level three. Uh, the first... The first one of those, you fire, and like the level lights up where you fire. So I thought that was kind of cool. It's like you have to use your gun to really see what you're doing. Uh, but that only really seemed to last for the first like 20 feet of the first level, and after that, it didn't matter what I did. I couldn't see a damn thing. And the second level is a series of trees that you're jumping on branches across the maps where you can't see what you're landing on because you have to jump like all the way across the screen because your character's so big so you're just hoping you land on a platform i don't really know i couldn't see the tree branches it's not like i'm trying to play this outside in the sun i'm playing this in a basement where there's no light and i still can't see these damn branches uh it, it was a dark dark level and and after i played it i realized you know i've now played 19 levels of vector man and that's probably 18 too many yeah now I, I think i maybe played just a a bit more than than what you actually did of vector man 2 um, I mean, it's it's a it's definitely I, I would say a better game. I, it uh, once you get past those those first few levels, which it, it's just ridiculously dark. I it's in a swamp, you know. I kind of understand, but when you open your game with with a stage that you literally can't see what the hell you're doing, and I played this on on a couple of different screens that are uh, you know calibrated as as well as they can be, they're still incredibly dark. You can't see hardly anything. Um, I realize they're trying to do stuff with like the lighting and, and when you shoot your gun, things light up. You know, that's kind of neat. But like you said, it's just it, it gets annoying after a while. It, it's like a weird strobe light effect going on. But after that, the, you know, the game kind of opens up into a much more, I, I guess you could say, refined version of the original Vector Man. There's definitely a lot more variety in the stages. Uh, as far as I can tell, there's nothing really uh, from what I played Nothing is repeated over and over like the original. Uh, the core gameplay is still the same. Uh, you still get like your um, uh, your various uh, weapon power ups through the different things that you can, you know, weapon pickups throughout the stage. They're still timed. Uh, it's just a, you know, it's basically the same exact game. It's just a little bit more of maybe what the first game should have been. Uh, whereas the first game kind of seemed like a tech demo. Uh, the second game seems more like an actual video game. Uh, there's there's just a lot more to do. There's a lot more to see. There's, the enemies are, are varied uh, depending on which level you are, you're on. The bosses are much better in, in Vector Man 2. And there's just a, a hell of a lot more that's that's worth going through the game to see than, than maybe what was in Vector Man 1, where like you go through the first four stages and you've essentially seen the entire game besides the bosses. Well, I, I, I played none of Vector Man 2. It was all I had. I left it all out there when I finished one. But apparently, we almost got a little bit more. I got online to search around. I got, I got, 
a little angry because everything I saw online was just heaping praise upon Vector Man by by people who I am starting to doubt may have ever played Vector Man. But I got online to see if anybody had any contrary opinions, and I found a few Vector Man items, including the fact that in 1996 there was going to be a Vector Man film. Oh. It never came to be. It was going to be, it was described as Toy Story-like <laughs> in, in the presentation of it. So we, we got robbed of one there. Um, also of note, uh, maybe, there's also Vector Man fan fiction out there, apparently. <laughs> you say apparently like you weren't writing it. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't, I only would write erotic Vector Man fan fiction. <laughs> That's true. You 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 do have standards. We don't want to just write any kind of fan fiction. It's got to be erotica. That's it. Yes. Yeah. I I can't say I honestly hated this game. I just think it was way too long for what it was. I think if it was either a little more varied in level design, those top down levels again, I can see how on paper all those were cool ideas, but they they were not fun or enjoyable. But I, I don't I just don't know if it's because I hadn't played it before and it hasn't necessarily aged very well that I'm not I didn't really enjoy it but I can't say it was a bad I mean we've played some bad games this wasn't a bad game it was just no. a, a game that I I still don't see how it's appealing necessarily I, I I can see how the elements of it are good and there were some things I did enjoy it when there were there was probably at least two times because I, I blew through this in an afternoon. Uh, because I had a lot of free time, and because, again, I'm using save states to, to start the level. But there were probably, like, the levels that were a bunch of the regular standing levels put together where there weren't bosses in them until, the like, third of the three stages. So I would actually, like, just blow through those levels. I mean, I took my time enough to, to find some secrets. I got some extra life points. I got some extra lives. Had some, some guns. I was just, like, using it without worrying about those ridiculous forms that don't do anything of value and not really caring that I wasn't exploring the level, just mindlessly going, you know, from if I'm on the left, I'll go to the right up and down however I have to to get to the end. And I'd blow through three levels and I'd feel pretty good about it. Like, oh, all right, I felt like that's good. But then I'd hit something like like another top-down stage or um, a, a series of jumps where I couldn't necessarily hit the platforms looking for, you know, something super frustrating that would happen mm -hmm. to ruin that, that experience. But there were definitely parts where I, it did click with me and I did get like, okay, this, this isn't bad. You know, this, this if this would have come out, it, maybe it's cause it was just the wrong time. Cause again, if it's coming out months before or at the same time as what the PlayStation was going to put out, even in the launch titles, those were far more impressive graphically and some of them far more, you know, innovative and interesting. This this just seemed like a pretty standard, you know, run and gun platform where the, where the extra things they added were not used to make it interesting. It's no general chaos. It's uh, <laughs> but it's uh, I uh, there's a lot of shortcomings. There's a lot of things that could have been good there. I think we talked about the transformations earlier on. Uh, if if there were a lot more of those in the game, I, I could forgive a lot more. I think I'd have a lot more fun with it. And yeah, just I mean, cut the game, take a fourth of it off. Uh, I mean, by the time you've seen the same stage for the third or fourth time, you start to realize that they were just padding this thing out, and there really was no need. Uh, I think, yeah, if you're good, you can play through this thing. I think there's speed runs. They're doing it in about an hour. This game could just do without. It could do without maybe, I said a fourth, maybe a half, and you could still sit down, play through the thing in one sitting, throw some fucking continues in there, 
and you could have a much better time. Maybe pull the fucking camera back a little bit. Now, I know they wanted to show off Vector Man, but fuck, you can't see shit else on this thing. Well, I think that's that's really what it, it kind of comes down to. They wanted to show off the tech uh, of what this game had. You know, it, it really just kind of comes off as more of a tech demo than than a game. And like I mentioned with Vector Man 2, it, it really seems like more of a game than what the original Vector Man was. Uh, this really seems like it was just more of a here's what we can do with the Genesis with with some neat animation and some lighting effects. Um, I don't know if we mentioned it, but the the lighting that they do in this game was rarely done uh, back in the day. Like when Vector Man goes into his shadows, like he will actually like darken. Uh, you know, when he shoots his gun, he will be shaded like he, he's he's like some bright light is going off in front of him. There were some neat looking little gimmicks uh, that they did. And, you know, there, it, it is I, I imagine if you played it back then, it really did look really neat. But as far as actually playing it and how long this game is and how many different things are just repeated over and over and over, uh, it, it, it just goes on for way too long for, for what kind of game it is. They did attempt to do uh, like a revival of a uh, Vector Man on, I want to say, the PlayStation. Uh, at some point, that all got canceled. Uh, the, this developer, Blue Sky, uh, kind of did a few things on the PlayStation and then faded out. I think they were bought by, I think it said Titus when I looked it up online. So some company that didn't do much uh, after that. And, and, you know, I, I don't think I need to see another Vector Man. I'm sure that... Uh, There'll be some sort of Sega mascot game at some point where he'll show up along with Alex Kidd and uh, maybe Bubsy. You know, people we can all look back <laughs> on fondly and wonder, remember how much fun we had playing the games. But, I, I you know, since I did get this on the, the Sonics collection, it's not like it's a bad game. There's definitely worse games on that collection. Um, but I, I think unless you were a hardcore fan of Vector Man or a diehard Genesis fan in 1995, you, you can probably skip this one and not miss a whole lot. Well, next episode, I think... This is one of my favorite games of all time. There's not many times that someone puts out Uh-oh. a new version or a remake or a remaster of something that I liked that I can get behind 100%. There's always things where I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be good. But then I play it and it just makes me want to play the original, you know, or, or it has some like the Strider remakes are fun, but they don't they aren't really as good as the, the original Strider for me, even though the original Strider is not that amazing either. Um, but. But this remake, I've only played a little bit of it. I'm sold on how good the remake is, but but the original game is what I want to talk about. Wonder Boy 3, The Dragon's Trap for the Sega Master System. Uh, this is one that I spent... I've played it in many forms, uh, along with this the remake that I am playing now. I played it on the Sega Master System. And then years later, uh, the TurboGrafx had a, a, a version of it as well. And from the moment I, I like picked it up from a friend, I borrowed their copy, and I put it and I was like, oh! This is Wonder Boy 3, and it was, it's still good. Every version I've played of this game is amazing, which means that you guys will absolutely hate it. I'm very excited to see what you think <laughs> of Wonder Boy 3, The Dragon's Trap, for the Sega Master System. So until that episode, please check us out on Retrovania.net, at Facebook at Retrovania.net, on Twitter Retrovania.net, pretty much everywhere at Retrovania.net, and we will see you next time.
Going to make you run out and play this one. I'm sure it would be some kind of ridiculous 3D thing where you hold down all the buttons and your balls spin around. I have no idea. <laughs> it, uh, but you, you can you can probably... Uh... <laughs> that's Man, the I'm worst. Sold. I'm sold. That's the worst description I think I've ever given. I'm very glad I saved that for the end of the show. Make balls my balls spin around. spin around. I'll fucking buy a new Vector Man. Yes. 